Hello and welcome to the NXT Generation podcast. I'm joined by Sam Smith. Hello. And James Dunn. Hello. And we're going to be talking about last night's NXT. Promomania. It was, it was promo this week on the show. A lot of promos to get through, so let's crack on. Um, the show started, guys, with War Raiders in the ring. Mm. And uh, with a couple of um, local enhancement talents. <laughs> I think... They had a job to do. Aren't the, um, those local enhancement talents are used... They're just like people in the academy, aren't they? I believe so. Because they're yeah. always quite fun to keep an eye out. So I know you just started watching XT, because if you go back through history of XT, you can see people like... Baron Corbin being random jobbers. Yeah, these guys, I mean, they didn't look like they had just the sort of super far star physiques of people who were going <laughs> anyway, did they? They looked just, and they didn't, I would, did anyone catch their names? The first they two. weren't mentioned. No, the first, I think the first two had names. Because they're not the stars of this bit of the section. I think we're coming up to our, the, our two real jobbers. My favourite bit was when um, Nigel McGuinness went, well, the War Raiders are strong favourites here. As if that was a blind obvious. But the thing is, though, it started off with the War Raiders coming out. Yeah. And you were like, as I remember, I'd be like, oh, I wonder who's coming in. And then they just get to the ring. And the bell just immediately rings. Yeah. And, and there's no sense of, like, because usually these job interests, they need, like, usually in between the, like, the main guy's entrance, they'll go... Also in the ring, come in from the local area. It's mm. these guys. No introduction, literally straight to a match. Wham bam, thank you, ma'am. Here's a finisher out. Here are some people for War Raiders to beat up. And obviously, the match is designed to make War Raiders look strong. Remind people, because they've not been on TV for a few weeks actually wrestling no. because we've had the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Uh, people going for the Dusty Cup, competing for that. And yeah, um, Dusty Cup. Dusty Cup. <laughs> Someone give it a wipe. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit not befitting of the man. Come on now, it's not. It's not what he would have wanted. It's, Get some jiff on it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bottle of fairy liquid on the table. Working, a, that's perfect for that's this not job. What you use for dust. <laughs> <laughs> They've missed out on a promotion opportunity. <laughs> Next takeover brought to you by Silly Silly Bang. <laughs> Silly Bang. Silly Bang. <laughs> brought to you by Silly Bang. <laughs> Bang, and the dusty cup is gone. Birds <laughs> <laughs> uh, brought to you by Dettol. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of they kind of come out. They do their match. It's Wham Bam Funky Man. They do a promo. Yeah, then. it was it was over. I was disappointed at first because it was over so quickly. And it obviously they get in their offense. They look strong, mm. and I think that's going to be it, right? And as you say, they start this promo, mm. and they're like kind of. And Chris, uh, Chris Rowe kind of comes on, he's like, yeah, we're the War Raiders, and we've got a message for the other guys. And Hanson then awkwardly comes over and is like, just watch! And it's a bit like, alright, cool mate, you know, you've really prepared that. Then another team come out, yeah. which I was quite excited about. I thought this was going to be like, a load of guys. And then here's when my true boys come out, Adrian and Cesar, which Sam, you picked up, Cesar had a, they actually gave Cesar some character, which was, what was this now? He was a black belt in... Oh, I, I can't remember the exact uh, form of martial art. But um, uh, Nigel McGuinness, again with one of his zingers, was like, oh, there's always a, a black belt in this martial art, and then just gets absolutely squashed and, and pinned to basically no sell an entire martial art form. No, For martial, no martial art is as good as wrestling, right? That's it. So, that's where the big boys go to. They play. actually had a bit of a longer match with the last jobbers, which were like, how better are these jobbers than the other jobbers? I thought at first that it was almost going to build. Like, okay, now Team 3. That's what I was expecting. And now we're going to get some actual tag teams we've heard of. You know, the Street Profits or something. Like, almost yeah, almost yeah. like a... Not a gauntlet, but almost a gauntlet kind of a thing. Um, they seem to like that test of strength, like endurance match package to put people mm. over. And it would have been perfect for it. Because you can't just give them one set of local yeah. enhancement talent. You need to give them something to make, make it worthwhile. I've... In both matches, which the War Raiders obviously won, they used a double pin. Yeah. Which is totally unnecessary. They're already dead. But <laughs> it's, it's like, no, no, these matches are serious and we really need to want to win them. Is that legal? Double pin? Yeah, and two men in the ring doing the pin. <laughs> the other guy should be out of the ring. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand tag team rules anymore. I'm not a fan. And as we've talked about this during the match, like, what difference does... Because like, Hansen wasn't like lying on top of Chris Rowe. He just had his hands on top... like. It was moral support, if anything. It, <laughs> yeah. wasn't, it wasn't extra... Pre- Chris Rowe would be annoyed, if anything, if he'd been the full weight of Hanson on his back. You don't want it. It's really weird. Just, uh... Yeah, because I, I was a bit like... Because I thought it was like you said. I thought it was going to be like, right, here's another team, here's another team, here's another team, and all that kind of thing. But yeah, it was a bit... 
like a two in done kind of thing. It was a bit, it was a bit weird, you know. But it does the job, you know. It does, you know. These are what these matches are for: squash matches. You put them over, get the tag team moves in. Like you say, remind people who the War Raiders are. Oh, they yeah. looked fantastic. They yeah, looked, their strong. offense is brutal. Mm. Oh God, yeah, I really. Like I, re- I think War Raiders of these gimmicks, you see this in NXT a while, you get like the Ascension, you get the AOP and all that kind of thing, like big dominant lads, you know. But I, th- I do really love watching the War Raiders. They got some great innovative events and all that. Like, I really rate them. And unfortunately, I think you, didn't you say it during the match where it was like, can't wait for these guys to be against the Ascension on the main event. event. <laughs> uh, next year's heavy machinery. Oh, God. Oh, no. Don't compare them to <laughs> I do think, though, and um, it's something that comes up later with the, the Keith Lee bit, the, the big guys in NXT and WWE in general aren't just Hoss, mm. big heavy hits. They're, they mm. have to be somewhat useful. They have to have some form of athleticism. War Raiders are above... Yeah. AOP and they're above Ascension in that they got more depth to them I hope and they they got good character mm. they look the part goth boys kind of routine I, th- yeah. I, th- I really hope they get tra- treated somewhat better I hope they do but I mean isn't that I can just imagine six months from now you know Hanson going oh pretty lady uh, someone <laughs> uh, Hanson's going to be in a raw steak on raw like, that's, that's, that's what's going to happen Oh god! The and Undertaker's then... going to squash them in a Viking burial match <laughs> and send them out to sea. Oh, have you seen the? I know it's like this is one of the many promos coming up, but on the um, YouTube performance at YouTube, they actually have a documentary about Chris Rogue's wedding to Sarah Logan from the Riot Squad, and they have like a Viking style funeral, like funeral <laughs> wedding. Naimi, <laughs> and it's um, they're all like dressed as Vikings, and they do like traditional Viking things, and it's the cutest thing ever. Because they just really like Vikings, and they really like each other. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I saw a, oh, a fantastic on Instagram earlier. It was um, Zelina Vega kicking the living shit out of Alistair Black. Alistair Black in full like kickboxing pads, doing drills together. Do not get in a fight with Zelina Vega. This is she. He is tra- They train hard. Welcome to another episode of Couples of Wrestling. <laughs> and um, as much as I'd love to follow that rabbit hole, I mean, we should get back on track. This is this match got us excited though for these this double jobbers match got us excited for takeover against Alistair Black and Ricochet. Yes. Yeah, I think I think I think it'd be quite a good match. I think it's one of those um, there's a lot of unique styles like we like you know we tra- talking then before we went on to the couple mania. Um, uh-huh. You know, War Raiders got a very unique style, and obviously you're against Black and Ricochet individually have unique styles. I think they could mesh well together. A lot of high hitting, no high flying, hard hitting. Yeah, it could be quite a fun match, I reckon. And who do we think will win? War Raiders. War Raiders. I think. I think. Yeah. You've, I think you've got to put them over Black and Ricochet and clean up. I think it's going to be like a kind of goodbye to Black and Ricochet. Yeah, it feels like a foregone conclusion, but luckily the action in the ring is going to make it worthwhile. Yeah, totally. I think the um, winning the Dusty Cup gives um, Black and Ricochet a few more medallions, a few more quotes for Michael Cole to say when they're up on the main roster. Uh, I suppose. I don't actually. think. I don't think they need the to get the NXT tag gold. Lose it a week later. Yeah. To, to, once you've Show had the rub of the dusty cup, that's all you want, isn't it? That's, that's... You shower afterwards. <laughs> God, <laughs> that dead skin on you. Poison chalice. Now, I've written down here for the next bit, promo. However, we will establish in this podcast, there was a lot of them. Yes. Um, so, oh, it was Walter, it was the UK. It was the video package. The video package. Yeah, this was this was slightly more than a promo. This is a whole full-on video package hyping up the match between Pete Dunne and Walter that's coming up mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, I mean, silly question. Are we looking forward to it? Very much You so. know what? And again, I think we will make further points about all the video packages at the end of this show. I think this was the one they needed the show for this. Mm. Because obviously, uh, I know you've got NXT UK, and in the eyes of the WWE, you've got to assume everyone's watching every product and all that. But obviously, because you've got this on the main takeover show, everyone knows Pete Dunne, everyone knows the UK champion. Mm. Uh, I think what this package did well in showing was who Walter was because unless you're not watching NXT UK or you're not like a European independent wrestling fan uh, you may not know who Walter is it's a very weird I was quite surprised they put it on the on the takeover I'm glad they have but because you obviously got to establish who Walter is in this match mm. uh, he comes off as like such a like end level game boss uh, which he is that's who Walter is um, I think he put it up really well 
and Sal's Peak done really well. Fantastic. That was going to be my exact words because in a championship match, the champion's supposed to look like the end boss. Mm. Mm. And that promo basically set up, Pete, you've been champion for 600 odd days. You've gone through everyone in the division. We've had to import this guy from Germany to give you yeah. a real contest. And I think he's going to drop the belt. I think what they have to put it on Walter and shut. He can't lose his first takeover, no. regardless if it's against the champion. Because here's a question to you: because I presume you don't know much of who Walter is, do you? From I before I don't know his work from outside of, other than the brief clips they've shown mm. outside of NXT UK. That's all I know of him really. And obviously, Sam, I presume I th- you've seen Walter a few yeah. times. I've seen Walter live a few times as well. Like what when you see Walter and the way he's being presented, how do you feel about looking at Walter in terms of being a challenger? Oh, he looks like an absolute destroyer. That's that's job done. Yeah, and that. But the trouble is, do you know what? It almost reminds me. It harkens back to because you were one of you were saying the um, you know the the champion should be the end boss. You know, mm. and it, you should have the babyface chasing the title. You've got the end boss. You've got to destroy him. You've won the title. Beautiful. But this almost harkens back to an earlier time of kind of keeping the belt on Hogan for over a year, or the Undertaker having the streak. Where you know the Undertaker's got the streak. Hulk Hogan's the champion, but mm. every year you need to farm in an end-of-level boss. And yeah. that almost feels like what they've done with Pete Dunne, is they've got Pete Dunne's the champion, mm. you've got this massive guy for him to face, and it gave me almost a nostalgic sense of watching wrestling when I was much younger and seeing these guys brought in as destroyers and then the champion. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly Pete Dunne is the kind of underdog babyface, and I know it's almost certainly not going to... I almost want him to win. Yeah. It wouldn't be the best booking... You know, they need to move Pete Dunne on. He's had the mm. title long enough. He probably needs to go on the main roster or, or NXT. Yeah. Walter should be kept strong. He's only just got to NXT UK. He's only really been messing around with jobbers. This is his first takeover. Keep him looking like... It makes perfect sense, but from the promo, you I, was, I wanted to see it go the other way. You know what? I was going to say... I did have a few points, obviously, like... Because I thought there'd be a bit more about it on the on the show, which, with fairness, is, does, the package does the trick. Mm. I think... Because Drew made a point in the last show where, like, you know when you talk about Gargano Cole? Yeah. And you said, like, you want a heel champion. A heel champion is, is better because it's better to have to chase being the storyline. Pete Dunne is the best booked face title holder WWE had in ages, I can remember. In a long, long time. Because Pete Dunne is a face, he's got the belt, but yeah, you're never bored by him. And you yeah. want him to win. Like, every match he's been in, you want Dunne to win. And it's not like the people they could have put the belt on are not good enough, like... I'd have loved to see them, like a Tyler Bate run again. I'd have mm. loved to see Joe, you know, when they set the Joe Coffee thing. Uh, that would have been cool to see the Scottish faction having the belt and run away with it. But mm. you back Dunn, and he's been brilliant, and phenomenal. Um, but like I think you're right in what you're saying. I think his time's done as the belt. Um, I think they need to develop NXT UK. It's like they need to build up the guy who's going to build Walter. Give it to Walter. Let Walter have that long run. Build up whether it's Bate, whether it's Devlin, whether it's Banks, Mandrews, whoever. I, they've I, had to build an entire division over people that you may especially are very familiar with mm. but the, like especially the American wrestling scene wouldn't know these it. guys that we watch in mm. bingo halls in Cardiff yeah. on a Sunday night so we're aware of backstory and their independent character mm. to, to set up an entire show like that I think you have to put a guy on top of the table yeah. that seems an, like an unattainable place to reach yeah um, they have to give that. They have to give the handover to that title to someone like Walter. Well, that's, because I don't think Pete can stay around when no. he goes. I just can't see well, him being in the middle. Well, I think Pete's like outgrown it. But I think I think again, which I think is genius, when they've put this on takeover. You give the American viewers that little bit of Walter. You know, you hype him up like Chris said. Like you know, like who's this like huge Austrian man? Brilliant. I you know I hope they smash the match out of the water. And then people go, whoa, that Walter guy looks amazing. I want to watch more of that. You watch NXT UK because that's where Walter's can be based. And then when you get the eyes, that's when you build up the roster. It's yeah, it's it's well done. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think that's probably the match I'm looking one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most. I think. But you know, chill your boots for a second because now we launch into a succession of adverts. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a go home NXT, so you know you've got oh, to advertise God. orange vanilla Coke. That looks amazing, right? I, I mean, think... I really want it. They did a better job of hyping orange vanilla coke <laughs> than I did of uh, the match that followed. But 
<laughs> I, obviously, I really want it. I think because it's in America, presumably unattainable over here. I, I oh no! Because really... the thing is, if you go to like Pizza Hut, we can get the mix and match Coke machines. That is my go-to always. You mix match the mm. vanilla Tango and the vanilla orange and the vanilla drinks. <sighs> oh, I'm glad they've merged them. That's not for me. Ah. I really wish I didn't have somewhere to be later this evening or we would go to Pizza Hut. Like, <laughs> we don't even need a pizza, guys. We're just here for the Coke. <laughs> you know what? I'd love to do that. Yeah, so what was in this? It was Coca-Cola, WrestleMania, like three WrestleMania promos in a row. Yeah, just to remind the viewers of NXT that WrestleMania is a thing. Um, <laughs> they plugged Billie Eilish and her NXT TakeOver song and WWE PC... And next takeover, they also plus all of these things <laughs> that we should already know. As WWE fans, we know the next takeover is happening. We we know they make documentaries. Yeah, we've heard that song by Billie Eilish a lot the last mm. uh, few weeks. And orange vanilla Coke was the real swerve. That was the big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, I'm I'm more excited for takeover now that now that I know that I could be drinking orange, I, orange vanilla Coke. It's generally I've, on my list of notes I take from the show. Orange vanilla Coke is generally a note I made. <laughs> like, you know. gave, I think we all wrote it down. They gave it a graphic that splashed onto the screen, like they do the title belts for title <laughs> matches. So if you have a title belt at the same layer level as a sponsorship can of Coca Cola, I think they're doing quite well. I'd do anything to put that Coca Cola can over. <laughs> Honestly, a fight between that and Raspberry Pepsi Max. I move. See which one gets to be in the ring first without an. That, I <laughs> raspberry Pepsi can get out, mate. Um, yeah, so what was the next actual bit of content? So, we had Candice LeRae being interviewed, oh, yeah. and she was saying how she would love to be... Um, she's excited for her husband's match, obviously, at the weekend. That's what they're asking her about. But she was saying, you know, that's all very well, but actually I'd like to be a champion. I'm more interested in the women's match, because I'd like to be a champion here. And then uh, Aliyah approaches her mm. and says... Well, that'll make you a failure, like your husband. And they have a bit of a, a back and forth. I mean, I'm not really doing it justice, am I? But there's, there's not much to do justice. One of them mentioned a hissy fit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I feel like with the women's wrestling, it's obviously come on such a long way. Yeah. But you never see the men using phrases like hissy fit. <laughs> do it just sometimes I feel like some of the writing... I'd have more respect if they did. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have more respect if like Rusev was like I'm off for a hissy fit I'd be like yeah. you know it's good that you're becoming one with like you know you're de- you know destroying masculine like no true, yeah alright <laughs> but I think um, I don't know about you how you guys feel about this uh, I wish they'd stop bringing up the fact can- every time Candice LeRae is on TV or in a match mm. that Gargano's her husband like that's the only thing about Candice LeRae that is like because it kind of like the way you said the promo then it is kind of how the promo went where they like so it was like, Candice LeRae walking backstage, a reporter goes up to him and goes, how are you excited about your husband's match? And it's like, yeah, there's more to it than that. Because Candice LeRae, like, they've sold as well. Like, she's this fantastic wrestler. Like, mm. like the proper, like, I think Candice LeRae, would you say is like the first indie woman's sign-up? Did you ever like from that? Yeah, the one that people, wasn't like the four horsewomen, but that's due to UFC. Yeah. Um, Kyrie Sane? Kyrie Sane, yeah, 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 Kyrie Sane, probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I to an extent. Like outside the Mae Young Classic, where obviously a lot of them are known. Yeah, but I think all that does is by pointing out that she's Mr. Wrestling's lady, mm. is it kind of points out that she's got nothing at the moment? Yeah. If she, yeah. If she had her own storyline, her own feuds, her own rivalries, they wouldn't have to mention it. Because it's like, why are you on TV? You've got nothing on. Yeah. It's a good way to like introduce a level of importance. That's their own detriment. That mm. shouldn't be... Because I don't know whether maybe this is kind of like... They're kind of going with Candice, like, right, we'll get like this season of NXT done with. Where, like, you know, because after TakeOver, they do like a bit of a hard reset. Mm. You get all the call-ups, you get people coming in, new champions, whatever. Maybe Candice is being like... They're kind of going, right, we'll hold back on Candice. And then when we get the new women's champion, you know, if maybe if Shiner loses and... Mm. you know gets called up maybe then Candice is going to be like the main face of the division we don't know but it's still it feels still a bit like she is wasted I think that this is the unfortunate side product of the great Champa Gargano feud mm. is Candice LeRae is now just Mrs. Johnny Wrestling and it's mm. like she's more than that well we'll see what happens after TakeOver and with hopefully some, some call ups to the main roster because there's no one in that main event scene 
I feel doesn't deserve to be there at the moment. Oh God! So it's finding room for people. Yeah, that's the struggle they've got. That's kind of it. It's a nice problem to have, but you have to consider the the main roster, and especially like the the women's tag belt can be fought on NXT. So, mm. for example, mm. the um, Io and Kyrie can stay in NXT and can have great feuds and to build women's women's tag division there. They don't need to go up. Yeah, I'd keep them there. It depends what they do with the main event at WrestleMania. Maybe they'll get the four horsewomen involved. A lot Maybe. of people are hoping for it. I'm not convinced. If they bring them up, that leaves a huge, huge hole in the, yeah. the women's scene in NXT. That's something that candies can jump into. Yeah. Who knows? So next up, we had a singles effort between... Only Lorcan and Jackson Riker of the Forgotten Sons. Which, within about a minute, the crowd started chanting, You suck. <laughs> yeah. Presume, and I hope Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like something of a damp squib. Yeah. This mm. match. I'm not a big fan of the Forgotten Sons anyway. I have a bit of a soft spot for Only Lorcan and Danny Birch. Yeah. Um, they were on the first takeover that James showed me um, last year sometime, mm. and, and that was a good tag match yeah. that I had. I can't even remember who it was against. It was uh, Undisputed Era. Cool. Yeah. And, but yeah, it was just fast-paced mm. and looked impressive and I was excited for it. And this, so I was, I was excited to see Orny Lorcan again. Mm. Orny Lorcan. And yeah, this this didn't really deliver, does it, as a match. The crowd were quiet. We don't know. You mentioned, Sam, um, the they film. filmed these out of sequence. I, I'm pretty sure they do because you, you'll have matches that are very clear main event. So like the main event of tonight was way way more competitive and had way more importance to, in, in storyline than the other mm. matches you can tell they keep the lights on for which is matches which are shown that this is kind of an intermediary intermediary match this is a, yeah. a jobber match the lights were very much on for this match uh, I don't think the crowd got involved much because they knew that Mm. You um you don't know when because they film these in big blocks. Yeah, they film. You like don't know what order they film it in. This three four weeks of batching it. If this was on straight after another one of the main event quality matches, so mm. if this was on after like the Fatal Five Way last yeah. week, I'd be like, why do I care? Yeah, this is very much a piss break match, and I don't mm. feel. <sighs> Jackson Riker's bear hug is terrible. Yeah, yeah. It it doesn't convince anyone. It really doesn't. I mean, um, and I don't think he, he really fits Only Lorcan's style at all. I don't think anyone did anyone any favours. Well, this, this is it. So, Only Lorcan... I know, like you say, obviously, out of sync, so this is filmed like a month ago, saw that. So, mm. like, well, we can forgive these kind of things, but Only Lorcan, in the current, like, timeline of things, has just been called up to 205 Live. Mm. And, like, in the week, same week he's been called up, like, oh look forward to only look and he's losing in a like let's let's call it a squash match against Jackson Ryder like yeah um so the Forgotten Sons I've I've got nothing for them it's like I don't get having a heel faction when you've got the Undisputed Era around it's like you've got two heel factions like who are you going to put them against it seems like from this book in this book in though it seems like Jackson Ryder Riker is the guy there He's the focus of it, and you've just mm. got his two stooges in Blake and the other guy. But I, I think Riker's got a good look. I like some of. I know I think he's got a good look to him in that sense, and says what you know, the big guy, fucking loads of muscles, all that. He had a good stare, which I know sounds a bit patronising, but some of his like camera because he comes from TNA, mm. he's going to TNA, so he obviously he knows how to work a camera, okay. which is quite impressive. He, he has, you know, he, like at the end where they had like they like his team wound to hold him back from Birch. There was some nice character play there, like you know he seems a bit unhinged. That seemed all cool, but nothing really impressive in the ring. And you're like, so and the thing is as well, you're kind of looking and going, well, what's your end goal, this guy? Is he going to be a main event heel? Is he gonna, you know, because I don't, I wouldn't like in this time of where you've got Adam Cole. Adam Cole's clearly going to be the next undisputed era. Who are going to get the plug pulled on them? So you know, the, sorry, not the plug pulled, but you know, switched on in terms of all that domination you've got mm. a heel faction like what they're going to do just roam around it's a bit because I don't think Undisputed Era are going to go up to the main roster anytime no, soon no, I no. really hope they don't I think yeah. and I've, I think you do need people for them to play with I can see Undisputed Era basically coming over as tweeners very soon when they're at the top because they're too entertaining they're too yeah. likeable I don't think you can present them as pure heels yeah um, 
this didn't make Riker look like, like that dominant force that you think he he did. No. Um, the, his just, finisher is like a choke power bomb, which is like the two Hoss moves just conveniently yeah. combined into one, and it does make him look like a relic. Like mm-hmm. I was saying earlier, big guys now they have to have a bit more athleticism, have to have a bit more depth, need to be more yeah. multifaceted. He did remind me of like. Do you know what it was? It was like mid to twenty tens WWE, like stupid name, big muscular guy, with a few power moves. We well, Ezekiel big... Jackson kind of character yeah. who they'll they will put a belt on and then you'll be like, why? We saw yeah. earlier in the show we saw big powerful guys knocking people about. We saw the War Raiders doing combined yeah. body slam power bombs mm. in the middle of the ring. You know, when you've got that going on earlier in the show, who wants to watch Jackson Riker doing a bear hug? Yeah. Like, who wants it? Um, so, anyway, we'll move on because I think we all agree that was a bit of a damp squib of a match. I'll tell you what, can I prefer my idea for what they should do with the Forgotten Sons? Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, make them Elias' roadies. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> make them abandon, like, Elias and the Forgotten Sons. I think it could bang. Uh, teach one of them how to play drums, teach one of them how to play bass, one of the style of phone, wham bam, fucking man, there's a gimmick. Thank you. It's <laughs> better than anything I could come up with. Run with it. It's better than anything WE have come up with them for them. Thanks so, very much. <laughs> all right, letters please to Mr. McMahon. And. <laughs> We've got another video package came up now. Speaking of Adam Cole, him and Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship, the two out of three falls match. Uh, the video package did it get you excited? Um, I I feel sorry. I I tell you what I tell you what this um, video package I think for me had to do mm. was because obviously this match is a very last minute throw together thing. Obviously because of the situation with Chamber. Sure. Um. So this package had to make you believe that this is was the storyline they've been building up to for years mm. and all that mm. kind of thing. I think it did it quite well in building up the importance of each guy. Mm. Um, I think they overshadowed a lot of Gargano's heat. Like you were kind of talking about last week with like, is Gargano like a heel or a face kind of thing? Mm. Made him pure baby face. Adam Cole, dominant dickhead. Like, yeah, I think it did a really good job of like hyping up like, who's here's this guy, here's this guy, here's why they're here. It made them both look... Like quite cool and dominant and impressive and a yeah. good stake on the title. It didn't really. Um, there's not much kind of story behind it. Is no. There's not much feel between those two guys. There never was going to be. I disagree with you. I think they were very honest that this wasn't to plan because yeah. with Champa be, being injured, it has robbed us of what would have been a fantastic feud ender. Yeah. I thought we've. I thought we were over with it. I thought that was their entire storyline finished and they've dragged it out for another six months and I don't think it was been, it's been dragged out too long. I mm-hmm. think they, they, they could have this would have been the two out of three falls match it would have been a perfect end to this and I think we've been somewhat robbed. Yeah. They know that and Adam Cole's the best person to put in yeah. that position and it's almost like no we can, we can organise a replacement main event for the takeover of like, two <laughs> nights before Wrestlemania and it's still <laughs> at the top of the card yeah. And it's still got meaning behind it. Yeah. I think this is all dependent on the other three members of Undisputed Era. They, they'll get involved at some point. Yeah. Especially with, in a two out of three falls match, you can lose a fall as a DQ quite easy. Mm. They, and with um, War Games, they've, they've shown, they've, they've got a lot of enemies. So yeah. I think Gargano has a lot of allies in yeah. this. I can see this being a little bit of a... Uh, multi-man clusterfuck of a match yeah which and I think it will work I think yeah. you'll end up bringing the entire main roster together I think there'll be a few wave goodbyes yeah next they'll do they'll Did... change the chairs around after Mania this is like a season finale kind mm. of like yeah I think they've accidentally booked a fantastic match because oh, yeah. of the circumstances oh yeah sorry I mean I hope I didn't come off like I was shitting on the promo I think mm. like yeah like I think it's quite clear because obviously if you imagine okay put this as a champer Gargano mm. for your package you'd have like like you said like a year's worth of material to work with mm, sure like with this one like you could tell like they'd, they'd film like these little like cool little like Rocky style training montages uh, I particularly popped when they had a little like like Adam Cole doing skips and then a super kick <laughs> 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 to make it look like that's a UK fame trainer doing super kick that's a legitimate <laughs> exercise the super kick yeah uh, <laughs> I like reps I like the bit of Undisputed Era which sat around a table watching the network on an iPad <laughs> laughing just like look at these chumps so they should start a podcast man they need to get, they need to get some of that main roster money so they can <laughs> afford a TV <laughs> <laughs> 
sitting around watching an iPad. They weren't even a big one as well. It was one of the medium sized. They were struggling, straining their eyes. <laughs> I think it. I think it was a good. I think it did well. I think it did well. Um, it shows production value at WWE, which the quality of which is undisputed, guys. Great. Thank you very much. Given uh, yeah, given the position they've been thrust into, the circumstances have dictated. Uh, mm. They did a good job with what they've got. Uh, one line that did stand out for me, though, was Johnny Gargano saying, I let a monster become NXT champion once. I can't let it happen again. And that just stuck out because I don't think that... Uh, I don't think Adam Cole is your monster heel, is he? He's no. As Drew described him last week, he's, he's your pure dickhead heel. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that mm. to kind of head a division and, and everything. He's great at what he does, but he's not a monster heel, is he? That's the, the only thing that stuck out for me a bit in this promo. I think that's alluding to... The undisputed era, though, I think, because I, my, I think my one of my guesses for next year, like after post this takeover, is that we get the full undisputed era takeover to NXT, which they've been threatening for a while. Because mm. they've never really like done a full takeover. They've been a, they've been a quite significant part of the show, mm. but I think this is when we get Cole as champion, strong as North American, Fish O'Reilly tag belt with top of the card. I hope so. I'd like to see. I it. think that's where. I think that's the monster. I that I don't know. I can. I see that's a little bit foreboding for me. Oh, fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Well, maybe that's a bit clever foreshadowing that I, uh, I, mean, I'll I overlooked. It's a WWE though, so that could be mean nothing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also consider like like I said, what they're going to want to do post Mania and the entire in the entire network, the entire show. Gargano is lost now. If they have any plans for Gargano, you've got to reconsider them. Because yeah. he had a fight forever storyline mm. um, with with, uh, with Champa, and now I just do not know what they'll do with him. I mean, they'd be so good in the ring, though. They've got to be able to find something. Well, something what he's in a weird thing is because like, you commit with his call up. Because I noticed they've taken him off TV since Champa's gone. Yeah. So whether now his call up's been delayed or whatever, or whether, like, yeah, you could put the belt on him in NXT, have him the champion for a bit, or whether you commit to the call up after Postmania. Yeah, it's weird. He's got two options. Either get, he either gets called up two or five or SmackDown underdog champion or NXT, but it's one of those things we'll have to see, unfortunately. Okay, so quickly then, who do we think is going to win at TakeOver? Cole. Cole. Cole, all right, good. We're in agreement. Let's move on. We had another video package now. After, after an advert for WrestleMania, we had another video package for the Velveteen Dream uh, Matt Riddle. <laughs> You, you did miss the disturbed advert, which I was extremely excited about. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah there's, yeah. A, there's <laughs> a throwback to early two thousands metal, and uh, <laughs> Sam got weirdly blissful. Yes. <laughs> All wrestling pay per views need a solid wrestle rock anthem, and I think <laughs> "Are You Ready" by Disturbed fits the bill more than Billie Eilish. I mean, I can't believe you popped for Disturbed. I can't believe you <laughs> that didn't. Was, that was the biggest pop you had in this entire show. It wasn't the best show. <laughs> That's a point. Um, but after Disturbed, yeah, Matt Riddle versus Dream. Uh, the I like not to mock it. It was the funniest package it did. Yeah. This feud is one. Can you hear that? I don't know what that noise is. Oh, some workmen. Dragging some stuff up the street. There you go. That's a bit of uh, real life, bit of real life flavour for you on the podcast. Um, so I, th- I think this feud is just beautifully ridiculous. Uh, you've got stoner MMA kickboxer <laughs> versus Prince. Uh, it's brilliant. Um, I don't know if Matt Riddle thinks developing Dream is real or whether it's one of his edible nightmares come to life. Yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> dream is full on ridiculous. Like this is how you should book a Dream Velveteen Dream title reign. Him coming out on sofas, controlling spotlights, like The Undertaker with Thunder, that segment with Kane. It's brilliantly ridiculous. Um, I love it. In the promo package, they repeated the bit where uh, Matt Riddle steals his goblet and drinks from it and then throws it to the ground and it doesn't smash because it's clearly plastic and, and we criticised that, that last week but my friend Rob got in touch. He's going to be on a future podcast and he got in touch to say, well, obviously they can't use the sound of breaking glass because they might accidentally summon Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> if they did that, if, if they established you could summon Stone Cold like it's magic, it would suit this feud. It's br- I don't know. I would, I would do that. Imagine being in a pub with Matt Riddle, Velveteen Dream, Stone Cold. That's a conversation I'd like to be involved in. Fantastic. Um, Velveteen Dream is the best character wrestler, wrestler in the entire industry right now. He's fantastic. Mm. He's so young. 
they've this match is like the comedy element of this takeover. Mm. It's slightly light-hearted. It's got a, it's got a way more jovial build-up. It will be brutal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kick the hell out. Yeah, of Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's a, the testament to both of them that they can have a match which is it, it, it's a feud because Riddle wanted to have a look at his belt and oh. then the dream switched the lights off. <laughs> that's fantastic. I, I think it's, I think it's the most perfect way to book a mid table a mid card belt. It's just it's fun. You know who both guys are. You know it's gonna be a great match. We're not gonna like every other match is a bit serious. It's like I'm the champion. I'm gonna be the champion. All this. Let's just have a bit of fun. And the match, like I think, like you said as well, I think they're gonna be brilliant because all the build-ups been a bit silly and a bit kooky and all that. If we've seen learn anything from Valentine Dream against his match against Black, he can take and he can give. Mm. Riddle, we all know, can kick the living hell out of anything. It's gonna be brutal as anything. This is mm. yeah, I think for me, it's perfect for that belt. He said his name. I love how that's a thing now. I love that's like because that, again and again, if they've meant this and if that's a hangover from the Alice the Black storyline. Where now Velveteen Dream rates people like I say your name, I make you relevant. That is brilliant storytelling. It adds so much more to the Velveteen. The fact he can summon a sofa, <laughs> I just love him. I love that boy. <laughs> I I I think Riddle's going to win this. Sorry to skip the the, no, the prediction, fine. but I think Riddle has to win this, and I think they're going to bring Dream up, and I am terrified about that. <laughs> Riddle needs a belt because he's a fighter. He needs something to play with to give himself more character. And the way they've built... He hasn't lost. And the way they've built up, like, Dream will tap to Riddle. And it will make Riddle look fantastic. And it will leave Dream with nothing to do. I think they've acted... This is a fantastically booked booked storyline. Well, Riddle... um, Yeah, I mean, he's not lost yet. It would be, you know... you You don't mess with that. You don't take that away lightly, I think, an undefeated streak. And then also... The dream is such great character work that you almost feel he doesn't need the victory because he's just going to stay strong. He's going to keep popping the crowds. People want to mm. see him. He doesn't need those victories as much yeah. as as some of the other guys. Also, yeah. um, I think it was with the in the 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 the, the feud with Black. Uh, they pointed out of like Dream losing and 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 Dream just went. The Dream does not recall this. <laughs> and just oh. throw it away that quickly. Just like totally like disregarded, like in the like, in the dream's head, he, he didn't lose. Like oh it's brilliant. It's... Well, we'll get to something very similar to that in a in a little bit as well with one of the other wrestlers that is coming up. But um, yeah, so I'd love Dream to win. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, you know, like Sam said, with Riddle's gimmick and everything coming up now, yeah, it makes sense for him to win. I don't think he's gonna get called up though. You don't. I don't. I, I hope not. I'd quite like to see the slightly defeated dream I where think... his, he can't get the sofa and he can't get the ladies anymore, and he's it's somewhat humbled. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's it. I think that's it with Val. I got a feeling with Valentine Dream. They are trying to make him seem legit, As, even though he's got this ridiculous character. Like you've got to try because otherwise, because he's one bad step away from being a Tyler Breeze figure, where he's just a comedy character like if he gets called up do you mean like I, I'd hate that to happen I or think either that or you having come into the ring with a procession of women and he's the next no way Jose that's you yeah. know the danger is he becomes this kind of carnival character I think that comes out for a quick pop and the Kevin then... Dunn treatment of one of the best crafted characters in NXT mm. does it go to that level of basic I'm scared that it does that's, that's the fear isn't it you just it's really weird. This is the developmental brand to get stars for the main roster, <laughs> yeah. and you don't want them to go on the main roster, guys. It's going to be horrible. Oh dear. So, well, so that's a down note to end that <laughs> that session on. But uh, we need to move on because we have got to talk about uh, the callback they ended five weeks ago. <laughs> this is bizarre. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. So yeah, got, you write this up. So I Domin- have so many opinions. <laughs> Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, fought to a double countout, I believe it was five weeks ago, which just reminds everyone watching how little they've given those guys to do in in five weeks. Five weeks. Then they had a, a bit of a brawl in the performance center a month ago. Apart, a month ago, and then Keith Lee gave a press conference this morning. Um, well, it would be yesterday now, but before the show, uh, where he explained, "Don't worry, guys. I know I'm not one of the chosen ones, but don't worry. I was in first in line outside William Regal's door." 
to ask for a, a match, and now we're going to have a match on NXT TV in two, two weeks. weeks. Well, well, <laughs> the timing. Is that what you get? That what you get? The timing of this. <laughs> I've put it in my diary. I'm super excited. There's just so many dates to remember. Like this happened five weeks ago. This is the thing that happened a month ago. Did he admit in the promo that he they got bounced from Takeover? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got bumped from Takeover. Yeah, so I was... understand it. We're not one of the chosen. I thought he was going to say, "Don't worry, guys." Surprise! We've got a match on Takeover. I thought it was gonna be a new thing. It's like being... a pre-show, like um, yeah, Takeover pre-show. Do you mean it's like it's so? It was such a bizarre like. Well, if um, if this match is on at two weeks, the week after Takeover is usually a recap show, and there's none yeah, or very few yeah, matches. That's... For the few weeks afterwards, they record the matches before Takeover. So you'll see this match will be at the Barclays Center. Yeah, in yellow and black video yeah, walls, yeah. not the the like the grey and black video yeah. walls. So it technically is on the day of a big, a big stage. Or... Sam, yeah. don't break kayfabe on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to happen in two weeks' time. time. It's going to be super important. Also in kayfabe, bringing up kayfabe. Who are the five separate journalists interested in Keith Lee and Dominic? <laughs> <laughs> the world's media. I I'm imagining um, you've got Dave Meltzer. <laughs> You've got Simon Miller off of what culture? <laughs> it was like, I couldn't make it. It's um, so like it's like it works. I don't know. It was just the format of it was so weird because usually it's just like you know a reporter backstage going, "Hey, like you know we had a earlier with Candice LeRae, like oh hey Keith Lee, like what mm. happened five weeks ago? Sorry, I've been busy. I've been trying to ask him for five weeks. Like it, I mean, it's, it's not very impressive, is it? Though when he's sort of going. Right, I, I made sure I was first in line. Right. That's what you want from your heroes, isn't it? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't storm into his office and demand a rematch. I waited. I made sure I got there early. I beat the queue. And, uh, I love the fact there's a queue. Yeah, yeah. There's a ticket system. And, and I, I got there. I made sure I was first in the queue. And as such, I'm able to announce I was given a match on TV, as you would expect. I'd be given anyway, frankly. Like, I mean, it, I mean, because we. Fought to account out draw. It's logical booking. People at home want to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. William Regal would be nuts not to be booking that anyway. I like the Wait, d- idea. Wait, Regal is the question. I like the idea that William William Regal already had that in the diary. <laughs> Keith Lee comes in. Goes, Excuse me, Mister Regal. Do you mind awfully if we have a match again, just a, a rematch? Oh well, I wasn't going to uh, Keith, but. Seeing as you've asked so nicely, oh thanks, Mister Regal, I really appreciate it. And, um, and Regal's going, they're going, brilliant. I've got one over on him. It was happening anyway. It was in the books, but now he thinks he owes me a favour. This is great. Or in kayfabe, William Regal forgot what happened because it was five weeks ago. Just like Keith Lee going, oh, do you remember the whole bother I had with Dominic Djokovic? And William Regal's like, I can't seem to recall. Uh, <laughs> five weeks ago, you say bloody hell. Regal doesn't remember that. <laughs> Regal's it's just so. I mean, it's a shame because I love Keith Lee, like what he did before WWE. I, I got a feeling like he's been a bit underused. Um, into like you know when he's since he's come to NXT, I think he's been overshadowed a bit. Djokovic, Djokovic is amazing. He's incredible. Like you said, like the, the athleticism on that guy's incredible. Like this should be more hyped up. It, it's made it look a bit silly. It's made it look a bit hokey. Hopefully the match can pull through and give it some worth. Keith Lee as well clearly is is to to, to in, enhance. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of replaced owner. Yeah. In, in his role in the roster, and I, I don't think this does much for Djokovic at all. No. I because it, there's no, no suspension. If you drag things out for that long, you instant you very quickly become disinterested. Well, why should we care about something that they obviously don't care yeah. that much about? It's taken this long to book it. I that... think that's the problem with NXT only being an hour long. Because mm. if it was yeah. slightly long, because this the the, the go home NXT is full of video packages. Because you can't have promos mm. on just you just have people walking out just to have it'd be more like a press conference yeah. than a wrestling show and it also leads to things like this where people can't build yeah speaking of things that are only an hour long uh, we, oh, have, yeah. <laughs> we have about 10 minutes um, so let's let's get on with it we need to talk about the main events mm-hmm. which was Kyrie Sane versus Bianca Belair and uh, and they fought for a while yeah. and then just as we were getting into it Shayna Baszler comes out and interferes Immediately a disqualification. The force, uh, the other horsewomen join her in the ring uh, for a bit of a beatdown. Io Shirai comes in as well. 
uh, to even things up. And then everyone on the women's, the NXT women's roster streams into the ring. One by one, single file. In yeah. the weirdest, <laughs> we need to save Kyrie Sane, but come on guys, let's keep some decorum. Like. Sure. <laughs> We've done a head count, and we need to keep you in order. If anyone goes missing, your mums are going to be very upset. How thin are the corridors in NXT backstage? <laughs> like that's how they had to run out. Just like squeezed from a tube of toothpaste out into the arena, and it was yeah. So they all went. I, I what I what I loved as well is is there was the initial the bell rang for the DQ. Mm-hmm. Then after a while, the bell rang again. <laughs> And then intermittently, it was just like there was someone there with a bell that sometimes go, I don't know. <laughs> well, they didn't stop. <laughs> yeah, well, what do I do? I guess I just ring it again. I don't, and it didn't really. I, I hold a heart back to the days where the bell meant something. Um... <laughs> People used to respect that bell. bell. <laughs> it was a good match. I thought I was quite into it. Uh, mm. Bell, Billet, Bianca, and uh, Kyrie. Uh, my mouth's gone. Uh, I was really into it. There was some good action. Um, I think they both look strong in it, like it's which is good build up to a title match. Um, I love Bianca. I love the look. It's a great gimmick. Uh, the character works for me. The hair thing is fun. Uh, Kyrie just like brilliant. Uh, there's a wonderful part in the show where Kyrie shows how much of a good face she is. Where in a quiet moment, someone from the crowd uh, said, "I love you, Kyrie," and Kyrie just said, "Thank you," whilst climbing the top rope. Oh, that bless. happened. Uh, lovely bit of face work. Always a face. Um, did well, big schmoz at the end, bit messy, but, you know, types of the match. I think it gave opportunity for people to get their, their things in, like um, Bianca through somebody who I cannot remember, into the, the crowd, yeah. into the, the Lumberjacks. Um, EO managed to do a massive flip off the off the turnbuckle to the end. Yeah. Uh, the show ends with EO holding the belt in the middle of the ring, which I, I really don't like when people touch belts that aren't theirs. I no. come from... I think it's from football where it's seen as like touching the cup when you walk past yeah. it and like the FA Cup final is seen as bad luck. It's like a curse. And it, I th- to get that shot at the end where someone's holding mm. the belt, especially in a fatal four way, I go, well, Eo's not winning. Yeah. It was weird because she was holding it. She looked so pleased with herself, so proud mm. holding this. But it reminded me the bit and the go home roar before WrestleMania a few years ago. They had Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns oh, having a bit of a grapple. <laughs> <laughs> give it, give it to me. I want it. It's mine. My belt. And oh, it's, I forgot that. And it's so weird because these are grown men and women, right? These are mm. athletes, trained professionals. They're, the belt isn't about having a gaudy strap around your waist. It's about, about yeah. what that represents, right? You get to wear that mm. because you're the champion. Mm. So you shouldn't be excited to hold it when you haven't earned it. No, it's exactly. my feeling. Just standing in the ring, I just uh, came in and delivered my finisher. Yeah. You know. Also quite heelish, like mm. she came out to help her maid. Yeah, like like they showed Kyrie was still on the outside, like looking a bit beaten up, mm. and then Eo just goes, "Oh, the belt's there. I'm just gonna have a wander around and show off the belt." There's I don't, and it's a bit like surely your thing should be helping out your mate. Maybe that's like Kyrie looked a bit annoyed. Maybe that's hinted at something. I, I don't know if they were, I they, didn't know if they were teasing that because they have to obviously compete against each other in a fatal four way. They didn't make a point of it. I mean, it was mm. like no one. It was like it was like a quick shot of Kyrie looking at Io with the belt. Mm. I think they, it makes sense. Baser's a monster champ. She doesn't need any build up. No. Uh, Kyrie's already had a, a feud against her. Kyrie's everyone ex champ. Yeah. Everyone knows Kyrie's tough enough. Bianca Belair has basically been the the focus of the weekly show for mm. a few months they, cl- they clearly are putting a lot of effort into building mm. her I think EO is the one they need to equalise it yeah. you want that fatal four way to look like As, anyone yeah, can yeah. win it and I think she was the one that might have needed a little bit of a lift up yeah maybe so I think it's fair to kind of give her the, the go home rub yeah mm. I don't think she's going to win it no who do you think's going to win Bianca mm. I think it's a great way to get the belt off of um, Baszler without yeah. her taking a loss. Yeah. Uh, it's a great way to get the horsewomen involved into some kind of... Schmoz. Fatal four ways are usually no disqualification, aren't they? Yeah. I've... You'd assume. You'd assume. Was yeah. there any reason for having all those women run out to the ring? Did they add anything? The massive... Or could it have just been the guys involved in the match and that would have... Yeah, it was. I think it was meant to be. I think it was a kind of like a thing of like the woman are done with China and her shit kind of thing. Mm. So we're not taking this crap. That's how I read it. That's what. I don't think it damaged them coming out. You know, 
they didn't come out in gear. They all came. I came out like kind of well, like the, most of them just like black. Mm. Do you know what I mean so? Like you didn't see anyone in particularly get like smashed up or anything like that. So no one in particular is harmed by it. It's a bit. Of, it's just a kind of like go home chaos. Someone comes out on top, like Sam says, gives them the rub. It kind of makes them look uh, like uncontrollable. There's an element of chaos into yeah, four like it. top athletes, long running storylines. Slightly yeah. unhinged because it means so much. I think it helped. I think it helped. Yeah. Final thing then. Do how do we feel about Bianca Belair? You know, she had a big undefeated streak. She mm. was undefeated, Love and it. Uh, it doesn't sound as cool when I say it. And, <laughs> and now she was beaten by Shayna Baszler and just decided, no, I'm still undefeated in my head. I, I've got an undefeated mindset, and that's. Just gimmick, isn't it? It's like kind of Sam was saying before, Velveteen Dream with like when he lost against Black, he was like, I don't remember that. Uh, you know, it's kind of like an attitude thing. I know, it's funny when I, Dream I, does it though, I, when he I, just denies. I love all, how you're a stickler for the rules and like, <laughs> like I, just, I just feel like, well, it's not as good though, is it? If you're just saying you're undefeated when you've been beaten. Like Velveteen Dream forgetting seems pretty funny, but someone just going, <laughs> going no, I'm, I'm still undefeated. Yeah, you know, it's not as good. It's not as good though as the when you were undefeated, and I yeah. thought, oh, maybe you won't be, because now it's just like, oh, okay, so you can just be defeated again and still deny it. Okay, <laughs> fine. It doesn't. Well, it's it's just as bad as with Oscar. Huge undefeated streak mm. got broken in like a marquee match at WrestleMania, and it's sometimes referenced. It's like, well, Oscar isn't isn't any old wrestler. She had that big undefeated streak. She's yeah. a f- former champion, blah, blah, blah. and it's like. Well, no, because when it's done, it's done. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't... As soon as you break it, it's then. something from the past and it doesn't have the acclaim anymore. It's like mm. if Taker turns up on Sunday and yeah. loses, people aren't going like, to cry oh. a river like they did against Brock. Yeah. Oh. Right. Well, on that cheery uh, cheery <laughs> note, we should That's probably... the third time I've uh, lowered the tone on this podcast. I no. told you, you should let me finish, right? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, James, say something upbeat. Um, I saw a dog today, and it was great. Good. <laughs> All right, Wrestle fans. Um, we'll, we'll be speaking to you again um, after TakeOver. Yeah. And then after that, it'll be the next side of Sports Entertainer that we'll be with you <laughs> talking on the podcast. So until then, um, is there anywhere, Sam, that we can follow you online? Um, no. No. <laughs> and he would like it the cat that way. Don't, don't follow Sam. Don't even try. Sam Smith is his name. He's kept it generic on purpose. And if you can find me on uh, Twitter or Instagram, that will be a grand achievement and I'll follow you, follow you for the efforts. Lovely. Um, James, James, where can we follow you? Um, you can find me on Twitter. Um, my name's James Dunn, but it's spelled backwards, so it's Nudge Shamir, which is the worst thing to try to describe in an audio format. Just James Dunn spelt backwards, yeah? Yeah, that's, it, the front. that's it. That's good. Okay, that's Dunn, double D, D-U, double D, no, D-U, double N. See? See, it's very, it's very confusing, guys. Oh, very confusing. I don't, know, I don't know why you've asked me. My Twitter handle is my name, Sam Smith, with none of the vowels... So it's oh, look at him getting in on it now. Oh, no. oh, now you're a bit jealous, is now, it? Now he wants some of the many followers this podcast is going to go on. Issue. This was listened to 13 people last week. Um, so you can follow me at Mr. Chris Chopping. Just spell all normal and that. And Square. Follow, follow me on Instagram. Have a look at my dinners. I'll be very happy if you'd like them. And oh, we'll catch I, lo- you I love Chris. the way that you were like, okay, we've got for the hard part all this podcast. We've finished on time. You've got to make a run. Yeah. I'll just ask people about their social media. We'll be done. And this is the hardest <laughs> thing about the podcast. It's really throwing a spanner in the works, isn't it? But I, I just really want people to see my dinners. Um, good dinners at Fenners. Thank right you. All right. Well, we'll see you guys again soon. See you guys again soon. Listening at home. Oh, you're, I've got this. You've I'm got doing this. this. <laughs> this has been the NXT Generation podcast. Thank you. We'll Quick, speak to you again. Point to the Rossomania side. <laughs> <laughs> We're all pointing. <laughs>